Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Have you succeeded with everything you wanted in life, but you're having a hard time living your legacy? There's a big difference between the two. And many people struggle with this. They spend their whole life pursuing success, the career they wanted, the financial stability that, that they wanted, the relationship that they wanted. But what's the next step? The next step is enjoying the fruits of our labor and living in that legacy. We've created something bigger than ourselves, something we want to leave, you know, an impression we want to leave on the earth or, you know, our time here or our family, something we want to pass down. Well, there's a very simple reason um, why people have a hard time living their legacy and end up, they make millions or, you know, have all this success, but they don't enjoy it. Well, that's because the success process is an intellectual process. The legacy process is an emotional process. Now, when we're pursuing success, all we're doing is we're grinding away, right? We're just working our tail off. That's a, a physical exertion, a mental exertion. It's not really an emotional one. It's a determination, which is an emotion, but it's a drive. It's not really sitting and contemplating the emotions of what we're doing. It's also a deeply intellectual process. I mean, we learn from experts like Warren Buffett, um, uh, Darren Hardy, all these business experts, uh, Kawasaki, I can't remember, I always mess up his name, but all these experts in whatever industry it is, we go become, you know, intellectually deep in, you know, whether we're a doctor, a lawyer, a professor, um, a banker, whatever it may be, you know, financial advisor, insurance, we learn from these experts and all of those pursuits are intellectually based. But legacy is emotion. And so what happens is, is we're caught in, you know, society for decades is always even in business. It said, don't talk about your emotions. Don't deal with your emotions. Well, as science has shown, Candace Pert, Antonio Damasio, um, Bruce Lipton, we are our emotions. E there's even in our intellectual pursuit, we're emoting nonstop, but we've suppressed it, minimized it, haven't pursued it. And so we can't make the transfer over. So it reminds me of several clients, several stories of people that, you know, had, had basically achieved the success, but couldn't live the legacy. I think of Patrick. Patrick came to me and Patrick, I wrote about in my book. Patrick and I had coffee uh, six, eight months before my book came out. And he was talking about how he's working with a business coach and things are going well, but he can't quite get over the hump, can't do everything the business coach is asking him to do. And I know the business coach, he's a great coach, you know, knows everything intellectually business-wise. His skill set's not emotion. And I asked Patrick, I said, so what's wrong? Why can't you follow everything? And he's like, ah, I just don't feel like it. Emotion. Also, he talks about anger. He was really angry. And I was like, well, what you're talking about is emotional mastery. 
That's my skill set. Yeah, I don't want to go there. That's what most people that pursue success, they don't want to go near the emotions. That's why they can't live their legacy. Well, after the book came out, it's like six, eight months later, he finally got in touch with me. He said, I can't do this. I, I'm, I'm, the anger is overwhelming me. Every day I go to work, I'm enraged. I'm screaming at the way everybody's driving. It's spilling into my client load. It's spilling in at home. And I said, so what's your legacy? What is it you want to leave? And he's like, I want to write a book. But he goes, most of all, I want to live it. Like, I've made the money, you know, I, I can travel and stuff, but I don't travel. I don't spend time with my kids. I want to play golf with my kids. I want to go on three or four trips, you know, every six months with my family. I want family time. I want to experience the fruits of my labor. Well, it only took, you know, a little short time to show him where anger comes from. It's actually fear and the three keys to overcome fear and the whole step process. He started to shift that. Well, here's what happened too. As soon as he started working with me, remember the business coach, he couldn't do everything the business coach wanted because of um, he didn't have emotional mastery. Well, as soon as we started working together, his law firm exploded. It's now the number one law for real estate law firm in all of Arizona and being recognized nationally. So his success process exploded with emotional mastery. All right. Now I'm also getting text messages from him constantly, pictures of him with it, him and his kids on the golf course, his eight or nine year old shooting 40 on the front nine. The trips that the family now takes, he's already released his book. He's living his legacy. He couldn't get there until he got emotional mastery. Warren Buffett talks about that. Warren Buffett credits everything to his wife because Warren was all success oriented. And as he talked about, you know, his wife and then actually he had an open relationship. You know, his wife was like, I can't live in Nebraska. I can't do this. She moved to, to, to San Francisco and a neighbor friend, another woman came and took care of Warren. Warren didn't know how to take care of himself emotionally. He had no skill set. And so his wife basically gave, you know, shared her role as a wife with another woman, um, you know, for Warren to learn how to live his legacy. And now, and, and you look at Rockefeller, you look at Buffett, Bill Gates, all the people that have created the success, what do they then do? Once they've achieved it all, they open their heart up. They give it all away. They donate it. They recognize that true success is emotional mastery. Now, most of them do it through money. They don't really open their heart, but that's their best attempt because still as a society, we go, don't talk about emotion. So could they be enjoying their legacy even more with some you know, emotional mastery? Of course they could. Of course they could, but their heart's in the right place. It's just the best that their heart can do because again, as a society, we haven't promoted emotional mastery. But that's what you see what people do is they then try and give it away to get the emotional mastery, but you, you don't quite achieve it because it takes an emotional skill set like Patrick learned. It makes me think of um, uh, Vanessa. Vanessa is someone I talked about in the book as well. She's very successful um, in, in the real estate industry. She had been in one career for decades, top of her industry, working for a company. Um, and in midlife went, no, I want to strike out on my own. I want to start over. She became a real estate agent. She came to me because she had tremendous fears. Wait a minute. I built this 
you know, success, I'm, I want to start over because I want to leave a legacy. I want something bigger than me. I want to run a team of people and grow them and enrich them and make them better. But she recognized she didn't have the emotional mastery for it. Plus, she started noticing because of her pursuit of success, and this is happening, I get, I'm getting more and more female business clients, women who've conquered the business world, but don't have the relationship and don't have the connection with their kids. See, unfortunately, uh, you know, as women have pursued their greatness, if they've pursued their individuality, their own self-empowerment to express themselves, no, not just, you know, on their feminine side, but their more masculine side of um, what they want to achieve in life, their goals and dreams, just like men, you know, we want to go conquer something. Well, women want to do that as well. Well, unfortunately, the way uh, what society has done is they told women when they went into the workforce, they said, look, if you want this type of equality, there's only one way you'll get it. You have to drop your greatest gift in life, your emotions, your ability to be open and vulnerable. You have to drop that and become men like us. And so the reason you're seeing such discord in the business world and amongst men and women is women have had to become men. And so what happened, this is the mistake of the feminist movement, is they promoted women to become men. It's, you know, in part women did this too, because you look at Steinem and Fonda, their whole rallying cry was, I'm a woman, hear me roar. Well, who roars? A lion. What's the lion? The male king of a jungle. They told women, go become men. And men did it too. They said, look, honey, if you're going to come in the boardroom, you need to, pardon me, this is a bit crass, but you need to grow a pair of these. And so women shut down their greatest gift. They didn't bring that skill set to the workforce. Men need that because as science now shows, our greatest decisions are made from an emotional place, not a logical place. Our best logic comes, comes from a combination of our, our, a deep emotional skill and a deep intuitive connection. Well, those require emotions. When you put those together and then you use intellect to process it and, and bring it out, that's where the greatest emotional decision comes from. So instead of promoting women and empowering them and saying, look, why don't you bring your greatest skill set, your vulnerability, your emotional depth and breadth into the workforce, and now men and women can grow and learn together and be better equipped to navigate relationship with each other, make better decisions. We told women, look, go become men. And the women's movement did this too. They're still doing it. They're advocating, be a man, be a man, just go be a man. So both sides are to blame. I hate to say blame. Both sides did the best they could. But what we've created is a dynamic where women have been suppressed and now they're incredibly angry, incredibly frustrated, upset at men for something they did to themselves and men played a part in as well. And so many of them are coming to me and, you know, they're killing it as male, you know, a male version of a female executive. But they've lost their heart. They're not connected with their kids. They're not connected with their spouse or they're single and they're bouncing from terrible relationship to terrible relationship. They keep attracting narcissistic men, abusive men, distant men. Well, that's because they're distant. We attract who we are and women have lost their heart as they've pursued success in, in, in what the male had, had always said, this is how you do it. But again, Steinem and Fonda did it to him as well. They said, you know, go become a man. So both sides did it to themselves. So when she came to me, 
starting this new career, that was, you know, she's like, I'm filled with fear. And well, what we had to do was dig into reconnecting her to her greatest gift because she was filled with emotions, but she'd learned to suppress them. She'd gone and become a man. And she was also having tremendous difficulties with her children. Lots of fighting, lots of struggle with her kids. Well, as I point out in the book, there's a specific incident too where she was struggling with making a decision. She was filled with fear and angst. And she came into my office because her kids were filled with all this turmoil. Well, the second we worked on her emotional mastery around her decision-making process, how she was blunting her emotions and she got calm, she never said a word to her kids. They just dropped. See, our kids become our emotions. If your kids are struggling, whatever age, it's just a mirror into your own emotional struggle. That's it. And so when parents heal their emotions, the kids' emotions will heal as well. Okay? So how she was able to start living her, oh, and by the way, in six months, she's like, everyone said the first year of real estate, you're not going to make any money. She's already leading the company. Already has a team under, you know, well, she's been in a couple of years now, but it only took her six months to break records and everything because she got back in touch with her greatest gift, her emotional mastery. And now you bring that with the intellectual success process she had learned and been dedicated, very, you know, orderly and organized and process oriented and all that intellectual gift that she had when she brought her natural gift in and, and reattached to her emotional mastery. Well, she's more successful now than she ever was in her previous career, where she was a leader in the industry. So if you're looking to pursue your living in your legacy, if you want to go beyond just success, the only way to do it is become emotional master. I mean, like I said, Patrick's written his book. That was, you know, part of his goal of, you know, it, it can only happen when we connect to that. So how do we do it? Well, hire someone like me, of course. Yeah, you need someone who's an expert in emotional, emotional mastery to reconnect. But I want to give you a couple tips just so you, you can get started on your own and you're going to just so you can prove to yourself how much better your life is going to be in a short period of time. All right. By gaining the emotional mastery, you're going to see your success process and your ability to live in your legacy skyrockets when you gain emotional mastery. So the first thing that I do with every client, as I say, go to Google and print off a feelings list and keep it with you for a minute. You should do it for 30 days, but a minimum of a week. And that first week, just make check marks, check in as often as possible. I recommend a minimum of five times a day. Just pull the sheet out and look at all the different feelings and put a check mark. What are you feeling? Happy, sad, scared, frustrated, angry, uh, bored, empty, numb. What is it? Just make a check mark. Don't process it. Just check marks the first seven days. Now, after seven days, look at it. You're going to see there are consistent feelings that you're experiencing over and over. And those are what are robbing you of living in your legacy. Now, the next step in it is once you've narrowed down, okay, these are the problem feelings that are showing up. You ask yourself this question. When was the first time I felt this feeling? It could be yesterday. It could be when I was two years old. Don't filter it. There's not a right or wrong answer. The right answer is whatever memory comes up first. All right. What you're going to see 
What's robbing you of living in your legacy is there's a traumatic moment that hasn't been addressed. It got suppressed, pushed down, negated, minimized, justified, just, you know, because our society just goes, well, it's in the past. It doesn't matter. I've dealt with it. It's over. And we haven't. You have to process those emotional moments. And none of us have been taught how. We don't have the emotional mastery to process it. So I'm teaching you a little bit of the emotional mastery so you can learn how to do it because this is what's keeping you. Just like Patrick, Patrick couldn't process his emotions. So that's why he was successful, but not fully successful until he gained emotional mastery. But you can't live in your legacy unless you have emotional mastery. And so, as you start to recognize, okay, these are the main feelings. When was the first time I felt this? And let's say it was two years ago. You're also, if you stay on it, you're going to start seeing there's a cascade of experiences, traumatic life experiences that all tie into that feeling. And so, now you're aware of where these are the painful moments from my life that I've never cleaned up, I've never dealt with, I've always ignored, suppressed, minimized, and denied, and said it's not a big deal. And this is what's keeping me, one, from emotional mastery, and two, from living my legacy. Now, the process to work through those is too involved for me to put in a video. That depends on what was the painful moment, what was involved, uh, were there other people, do you need skills on codependence, do you need, you know, there's just, is it there PTSD involved because of it? I mean, there's so many different uh, possibilities there. I can't, you know, lay out a simple formula. But the first thing to do is recognize how those painful moments are still driving your life and keeping you from living your legacy. Once you have that, then you can determine, was this a bigger moment? Do I need professional help? Do I need someone like Kenny to walk me through this and help me rework the emotion and overcome it so it no longer works against me, it works for me? That's what emotional mastery is. We take those painful moments and right now they're harming you. They're getting in your way of your success process and your legacy process. And until those emotions are cleaned up and reworked, we will replay them. That's what our brain and body does. It just replays. We will put ourselves in positions. And remember I said how we make decisions, intuition and emotion, and then cognition. Because of that painful emotion, what we think or feel, our gut feeling is the right decision, is wrong. That's called, as I call it in one of my videos, our trauma gut. That's why people repeat same mistakes because the feeling, we've had this painful feeling so long, even if we're unaware of it, it's driving our decision-making process. And so when it comes to a decision that that trauma gut comes up and goes, this is what I should do. And then we go, wait a minute, I followed my gut. Why didn't this work out? Well, that's the process of emotional mastery. We have to catalog and discover all those painful moments. And once we find them and then move from our, we heal them. So we're no longer in our trauma gut. We're in our authentic true gut feeling. Now our feelings change, our thoughts change, our decisions change, our actions change. Now we can have the success process and live the legacy we were meant to live. So if you're not succeeding to the level you know you're capable of, if you're not living the legacy that you know you're destined for, reach out to me. I'll be happy to show you the process and what it takes to gain emotional mastery because that's all you're missing. It's not an intellectual process. It's emotional mastery. And when you have emotional mastery,
you can not only succeed, you can live in your legacy.